Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise God. It is good to be here. It's good to see every one of you this morning. Glad you've chosen to be with us today. Amen. God is so, so, so good to us. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2, and we'll start reading verse 21. I just want to say tonight, this morning that tonight um, in Zanesville, we are having a revival service. Um, Brother Raymond Woodward uh, we'll be preaching tonight, and then the revival will continue Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, I, uh, Pastor Bounds has asked that, uh, that, that we try to make it um, any night that we can make it. Um, we believe in the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ in order to have proper edification and uh, for to bring definition to the body and to the ministries and to the people, uh, for the perfecting of the saints. The operation of all five of those ministry giftings uh, has to happen. Uh, Brother Woodward is a teacher. He teaches God's word. That's what he's gifted in. Teaching is important. Amen. How many know preaching, Bible, uh, I've heard it said, preaching saves the sinner, but teaching saves the saint. Amen. It's, it's by the foolishness of preaching, he calls them that will believe, but then we need teaching to help us know how to apply this to our lives. Somebody say Amen. And so it's the gifting of teaching that brings definition and perfection to the body of Christ. And we need that. We need the operation of that. And we need to sit under that. And so the reason that Pastor Bounds brings certain uh, people in is because they're gifted in that way. And he invites all of our anchor churches. And we all gather together and uh, are a part of that. How many know we're one church in multiple locations? We're not a separate church. We're one church. Somebody say amen. And so if you could go tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, in Zanesville, um, uh, we would like you to do that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It'll be at 7 p.m. Uh, if you can come be a part of that, we would appreciate that. And I know that you'll be blessed by the ministry of Raymond Woodward. Amen. Somebody say amen. Okay. So here we go. 2 Timothy 2. You got me ready? Do you love the Lord? 
I know that you're standing. I am too. Would it be all right if I sat down and preached? (laughs) Somebody said, whatever you want to do. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) I'm going to steal that one. Let her rip, tater chip. Put, can we move this down here so they can see it? I need the labor. Probably on the next one. Back the other way. Is it back the other way? Second Timothy two and verse twenty-one. If a man, therefore, somebody say if. If's a big word. Look at your neighbor and tell him if. It denotes a choice. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Somebody say a vessel unto honor. Sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Amen. If a man therefore purge himself... Amen. I want to talk this morning about sanctification. Sanctification. I wonder if we could just lay our Bibles down right where we're at, lift our hands to the Lord, and ask him to speak to us. God, we need you this morning. Lord, we're thankful, Jesus. God, for your word. We're thankful, Lord, for your spirit that we feel in this house. God, I pray that you would do a work this morning. God, on every heart, God, every life. Lord, as we draw nigh unto you, Lord, I pray this morning that you would draw nigh unto us. Lord, I pray that you would deal with our hearts today. I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing, God. I pray that you would bring restoration, Lord. I pray, God, that you would bring salvation, God. I pray, Lord, that you would bring deliverance, Lord, to every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that there would be a faith loosed into this house. Lord, God, a faith, God, that's not of man, Lord, but of you, Lord. God, that would be able to believe for all that you have purposed and will give you all of the praise, all of the honor, and all of the glory in Jesus' precious name. I wonder if we give him one more hand clap of praise this morning. Lord, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
Last week we talked about by way of the altar that we could not access the holy place without first accessing the altar. And we talked about the altar being a place of death. Amen. It's a place where one thing dies so that something else can live in its place. Amen. How many know that that when we are buried with him in baptism unto death, we are buried into Jesus Christ's death. Amen. We take on his death. Amen. How many know he died so that we could live? Amen. There's a lot of stuff on the inside of us that needs to die so that the things of God can live. Amen. It's a, it's a biblical, spiritual concept that you'll find all throughout Scripture. Amen. Paul said, I die daily. Amen. Meaning he, was lay, he wasn't giving his life's blood every day, but he was laying down his will on a daily basis, amen. He was presenting his body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which we feel is our reasonable service, amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The only way that we can find God's will for our life is we have to lay down our will. Amen. Our will is contrary to God's will. It doesn't want what God wants. It doesn't desire what God desires. In fact, the things that it desires is contrary to the will of God for our lives. And if we allow those things to live, they will fight against the path that God is trying to take us on. Amen. There's a path of, of, of life that God has prepared for each one of us, but it starts with us laying down our own will. Amen. How many know that God, God's not going to try to, he's not going to uh, overtake you and, and overwhelm you and force you to serve him. He's not going to force his blessings upon us. He's not going to force his goodness upon us. Amen. But it's in faith, amen, that when we rehear the word of the Lord, and we understand his love for us and all the sacrifice that he made for us. When we begin to understand how much he loved us, it makes us want to love him with the same kind of love and lay our life down on that altar and pick up the life that he has for us. Amen. We can only access that by way of the altar. Somebody say amen. We got to go to the altar. Amen. I can't stress it enough. There's got to be some dying in our life. There has to be some dying out of our own will, dying out of appetites, dying out of un unnatural desires, dying out of our own dreams and our own aspirations of what we feel like our life should be and where we want our life to go. And at some point, we just got to resolve to lay all that aside and put it in the hands of God and say, you know what? I've made a mess with this. I need you to take control and do in me what you desire. I just want to tell somebody this morning, God has your best interest at heart. Amen. All that is not for our hurt, but for our gain. Somebody say amen. The brazen altar is where, okay, that's good. Just put it up. Thank you, Sky. Let's give her a hand. 
face turned red. That means she got embarrassed. Does anybody else like embarrassing their children? It's one of the joys of fatherhood. Isn't it, Mike? <laughs> Can I, I'm not going to tell that story. Sometimes I my filter gets clogged. The brazen altar had to be approached before you could go. This is where we long to get. This is the tent of meeting. Amen. They called this the tent of meeting. It's where they would fellowship with God. It's where in the, in the Old Testament tabernacle they would spend time with God after they sacrificed and they washed in the in the in the laver. They would they would they would be ready to go into the holy place. Amen. This is communion with God. Amen. This is this is this is where you experience the the twelve loaves of showbread. Amen. Uh, the unleavened bread, and this is where you experience the light of the Holy Ghost, which is the seven golden candlesticks, and this is where you experience prayer and and praise unto the Lord, which is the 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 altar of incense. Amen. All that is earthly ministry done in the tabernacle with us. You know, uh, Jesus. The Bible says that. Jesus Jesus was tabernacled with us. Amen. He was the Old Testament tabernacle. Amen. So it's in Jesus that we have communion with God. Amen. This is where we're trying to get. Amen. But they would they would access the, the, the altar. They, something had to die. The blood had to be shed before they could move any further. Amen. Something had to, had to be laid down. And when they would sacrifice, the fire would fall on the altar. How many remember that from last week? Amen. But they had to wash. Amen. And so it was it was a commandment to the priesthood that before they could even approach this altar, they had to wash. Amen. And then before they could go into the holy place, they had to wash again. Amen. They had to they had to wash before and they had to wash after. Amen. And we talked about Jesus being the sacrifice, Jesus being the altar. Amen. Jesus being the laver of water, Jesus being the tabernacle. Amen. But we understand that all this needs to take practice in our lives. Come on. How many know that Jesus did it for us so that we could do it? Amen. Jesus did it for us so we could have access to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. But we still have to visit the altar. There still has to be death in our lives. And there has to be a washing that takes place in our lives. Come on. There have to be some things that God wants to cleanse us from. Somebody say cleansing. What is cleansing? But what does washing do? It makes clean, right? It makes us clean. Has anybody ever did a cleanse? They, yeah. <laughs> Very unpleasant. Yeah. Amen. We're all thinking the same thing. Man, I'm glad our minds can't be put up on the board up here. Why do you need to cleanse? To get rid of the bad stuff, right? The toxins. Amen. The impurities. The, you know, you go on a cleanse to try to remove what has, the, the sediment that has, has gotten in your organs, 
right? And that stuff has gotten there from us eating things that are not pure, right? Eating things that, that are poison. And so things that are poison that, that go into our bodies are, are typically held up in the liver, right? Amen, the liver or the kidneys or, or, or the bowel, Amen, because it's, it's in these systems where there's a purifying that takes place because the, they can't allow that, that impurity to get in the bloodstream because if the, if the impurity gets in the bloodstream, it has to be cleansed out, amen, because it will affect the purity of the blood, amen. And anytime the, the, the purity of the blood is affected, then the infection or the poison begins to magnify or multiply and it begins to take over the blood, amen, and when the blood's taking over, how many know the life's in the blood, amen, but if poison takes over the blood, death is in the blood, come on, amen, and so there needs to be a cleansing that takes place, amen, any time that there's a cleansing uh, that, that you try to do, you try to remove the impurities, amen, we have to understand that there are impurities, Amen. How many know that when you eat your food, you can eat as clean as you want to eat? Amen. You can, you, you, can, you can cut out sugar. You can cut out all the, carbohyd- the bad carbohydrates. You can, you, you can eat all organic food. Amen. You can, you can limit it as much as you can, but there's things in there that sometimes you can't see. Amen. And it gets in your system. Amen. And once it gets in your system, you got to get it out of your system. Amen. And have you ever heard, uh, have you ever went on a diet? If you've gone on a diet, raise your hand. My dad used to say, I'm on a seafood diet. Everything I see, I eat. That's dangerous. Somebody say, that's dangerous. And so when you're on a diet, you start counting calories. You start counting carbohydrates. You start counting the amount of food that you eat, uh, fat that you eat. You start uh, your calorie intake, how how many calories you're eating in a day. Amen. I'm trying to watch it because I'm eating too much of the bad stuff. Amen. How many know that's part of it? Amen. That's part of cleansing yourself, what we put into our system. Amen. If we're knowingly putting things into our system that are contrary to health, we can't be surprised when our health begins to fail. Come on. That's a a simple revelation, but we have to understand that the things of heaven are clearly seen by the things that are made. Amen. And how many know that our bodies are affected by things that are not healthy? Amen. And if we think that we're going to be able to eat things that are unhealthy and be healthy, it's contrary to logical thinking. Amen. We have to understand in order for us to be as healthy as we can be, we have to start taking notice of what we're putting into our bodies. Amen. Because the the first cleansing that needs to take place in a person's system is what they control. Come on. How many know that there's a lot of things that we control that we allow in our lives? 
lives. Amen. There's a lot of things that we control that we allow through our eyes and into our ears and be processed in our minds that are harmful to our walk with God and are harmful to the state of our soul. We have to understand there are things that I'm control of. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him you're in control of it. What you allow is important. Amen. We want God to rid us from anger. We want God to rid us from fear. We want God to rid us from lust. We want God to rid us from addiction. Amen. But we're constantly feeding our minds and our our, our hearts with things that are contrary to God's word. Come on. We need to get it out of our lives. If we allow it into us, it will impact us. Somebody say amen. Have you ever talked to somebody that's starting to count carbs? When you go on a diet, everything matters. Okay, you're trying to lose weight, do whatever. Everything matters. And so in order to really get a good record of what's going into your body, you got to write it down. you got to keep track of it. Amen. I had 16 protein. How, how, how do you know what's in the food? It's labeled. Everything has to be labeled. Amen. It's labeled. Man, that'll preach. It's labeled. It's not because you don't know it's wrong. Come on. You don't have to look. I don't. Sister Teresa, no offense. You bought the muffins. I don't have to look at the label on those muffins to know. That's loaded with a lot of stuff that I really don't need. Come on, somebody. I, I can I can I can get one glimpse of it and I can know that is not what I, I need. I'm 47 years old. It's harder to stay in decent shape now than it's ever been. Amen. Everything that I eat goes to my belly. Come on. If it's, if it's loaded with sugar, it's going straight to areas where I don't need it to go. It makes work hard. It makes getting out of bed hard. It makes living hard because it's harmful to my system. But in order for, for, for me to get rid of those toxins and to be as good as I can be, I have to understand I got to purge my diet. Amen. I got to purge myself of things that are contrary to good health, things that I might like to eat, things that might look good to me, things that I might desire. Amen. Because every one of my desires has to be filtered through God's word. And if it's not filtered through God's word, it's harmful to me. Come on. I got to allow God to determine what goes in me so that what comes out of me will be that which is ordained by God. Somebody say I heard somebody say you are what you eat. It's right. But to people that are counting carbs and stuff, amen, they're, they're pretty lean notice that? Oh, I'm not going to count that. You ever do that? Your family knows you're on a, you're, you're trying to watch your carbs and so you're walking by the counter and there's some cupcakes with some icing on it. Mm, man, that's good. I'm not going to count that. 
That's our famous last words. But for lasting change, everything counts. Everything counts. It matters. Oh, it got quiet. You feel that? It matters. It does. It matters. If you're allowing it into your into your being, it matters. Amen. It will affect you. You think that the small things are not going to affect you very much, but the small things, the, the, the word of the Lord says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small things that we allow that eat away at what God's trying to do. Amen. You're trying to do good, but you're allowing that evil to stay in your life because it's just a small thing. Nobody sees this. It's not anything big. Come on. It don't really even count. But if you're allowing it into your life, it needs to be counted. Come on. It needs to go through the filter. Amen. It matters. It matters what we watch. It matters what we listen to. It matters what we allow to come out of our mouths. The type of thoughts that we're thinking in our minds, it matters because out of the heart proceeds. It can't come out of my heart unless it's put in my heart. Amen. How does it get in me? It gets in me through my eyes or through my ears. I got to guard my eyes in the day and time that I'm living in. I got to purify my eyes, purify my ears purify my television purify my music purify my friends purify where I'm going everything has to be run through the filter of God's word God's word will protect you it will preserve you it will cleanse you it will perfect you and it will make you a vessel of honor unto him but it will not happen without his word somebody say amen I feel like preaching Amen. The laver. They had to go to the laver. The laver was there to wash. I spit when I preach. But use this after. They had to go to the laver, and so the laver was to cleanse. Somebody say cleanse. And we know that the laver is a representation of baptism. Amen. We know that in order, the sacrifice was killed, which is repentance. Amen. We laid our will down on the altar, and then we were washed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. That cleansing by the blood of Jesus being applied to us in baptism is the washing away of all of our past. Come on. It's the washing away of where we've been and what we've done. Amen. How many know that is a one-time deal? Amen. I'm buried in baptism unto death so that when I'm raised, I'm raised to walk in newness of life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all thing has become new. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me and I'm reaching forth to those things which are before me. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that happens when we put our past behind us. How many, th- how many is thankful that the past is behind you? 
Amen. Let me just tell you this morning. Leave it in the past. The past is in the past. Get it washed in the blood and move on to your future. Don't let your past hold you back. Not one more day. God's got great plans for your future. Get your eyes off of your past and look to your future. Somebody say amen. That was a one-time deal. Somebody say one time. Baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. But just like the altar represents the sacrifice Jesus made and that blood's applied to us, and the bapt, there is a daily meaning. Amen. Just because I went to the altar once don't mean I don't have to go again. Amen. That altar has to be a continual thing in our life. I'm constantly laying myself on the altar because there's a lot of things in me that need to die. Come on, and we got to continue to go back to the laver. Amen. The laver is a representation of the word of God. Amen. Because the word of God is a save, it has, it has saving features, but it also has cleansing features. Amen. How many know that before that you can get in here and really commune with the deep things of God, you got to wash yourself. So the laver. They would come to the laver and it would be water. The Bible tells us that we're washed in the water of the word. Jesus said, you are clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Amen. It's the word of God that cleanses us. Amen. As the, in the book of James, put James 1.25 up on the, on, the, on the board. Actually, 22 Start at 22. Is everybody okay? All right, the laver. James 1, 22. Precious. Love babies. But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Okay? And so the laver was made out of, out of looking glass brass. It was, it was clear. It was, meant, it was made to reflect the person that was looking in it. Okay? So when they went to the laver to wash, they saw themselves. How, how do you know what to wash unless you can see yourself? Amen. You need to see yourself. Come on, we we need to, we need to see ourselves. 
Some of us, the reason we don't read the word of God is because we don't want to be convicted. We don't like that feeling. We don't like how it makes us feel. But when you're being convicted of what you're seeing in the mirror of his word, he's trying to refine you. He's trying to make you aware of the state of your soul and the state of your being. Come on. When you look in the mirror, the whole purpose of looking in the mirror is to see your reflection. Amen. I want to make sure that everything's in order. Before we came to church this morning, hopefully we looked in the mirror. Elbow your neighbor and say, did you look in the mirror? Amen. You wanted to make sure that your hair was all right, right? You wanted to make sure you didn't have anything left in your teeth. You, you wanted to make sure that you were presentable uh, to come to church. You wanted to make sure you smelled okay. You took a shower, right? Amen. The, what you see is important. If you refuse to see yourself, how can you wash it? If you refuse to apply the preaching to your life, how can you ever be changed? Come on. If, you, if you're constantly looking at somebody, well, I wish, I wish Brother Mike was here. He needed to hear that. I wish Luke was here this morning. He really needed to hear that preaching. Come on. But how many know that when we hear the perfect law of liberty, we need to look into it ourselves and we need to check ourselves and say, Lord, are you talking about me? Is that me that you're revealing? I want to see myself. Amen. Not as I think I am. I want to see myself as God sees me. I want to see myself as the word of God sees me. And if there's anything in my life that's contrary to his word, I pray he would reveal it to me, Lord. Reveal it, God. Show it, Lord. Let me see it, God, so I can cleanse it from my being. Somebody say amen. I heard a guy telling a story one time. He said, this guy came up to him in his church, and he was just weeping almost uncontrollably. He was so broken. And he said, Pastor, he said, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm probably the worst saint that you ever met. He's like, what? Why do you say that? Why, why do you think that you're the worst saint? He's like, every time you preach, I feel like you're talking to me. And I just got to run to the altar and repent. He said, I'm probably your worst saint. And he said, no, 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 no. You got it switched. Because when you quit being affected by the word of the Lord, you're in trouble. Come on, it's not the ones that are seeing themselves. That's the problem. It's the ones that aren't seeing themselves. That's the problem. Come on, if you want lasting change in your life, you got to allow the word of God to have preeminence and superiority in your life. If it pricks your heart, run to the altar and repent of your sin. Amen, that is the road to change. We all have to go to the labor, amen. We all have to go to the labor. Every one of us pick up things along the way. Every one of us are exposed to things that we didn't mean to be exposed to. Come on, every one of us sometimes have attitudes that rise up or belief systems or offenses or things that come up in our hearts or hurts or wounds that try to stand in the way of our us moving forward with the Lord. I come to tell you, you gotta... 
you got to get in that labor. You got to look clearly in that labor and see yourself before God so that God can cleanse your path. Somebody say, man. That's why he said, if, if, somebody say, if. If you cleanse yourself, somebody say, cleanse yourself. God can't make you. He, he don't want to make you. Amen. He don't want to force you. He wants you to serve him out of love. Amen. Anybody that understands what the Lord did for you, come on. Amen. We want to love him with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls, all of our strength. Come on. How many know that is the first and greatest commandment? We need to allow God to cleanse us. Everything matters. Somebody say, everything matters. Everything that, that, that we allow, have allowed into our lives, it matters. Amen. When you come to the labor, you're seeing every day when you come back, you're seeing your current state. Right? So when they came after the very first cleansing, which is salvation, I believe is salvation. Help me know, once you're saved, you got to stay saved. Amen. I don't believe once saved, always saved. I believe that you can fall away. Amen. The Bible says it's like a dog returning to his vomit. Amen. It's, 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 you can return to that state that you were in. Amen. He talks about having believed and received of the good good gifts and turning away. There's no more sacrifice for the sin. Amen. We have to understand that I got to stay saved. Amen. I, I got to progress in my salvation. I was saved. I am being saved and I'm going to be saved. Come on. I'm going to continue. And he said, they that continue in my word, the same shall be saved. Amen. How many know we have to continue? Amen. So every day when you come back to that labor to wash, it's a representation of where you are now. Amen. It's a representation of how you, uh, and you'll see yourself in it. Amen. You pick up that word of the Lord and you begin to read it, you're going to see yourself in it. Come on. When you go to that labor to be washed, you're going to see yourself. You're going to see yourself in the moment as you are right now. Come on. You might have looked different yesterday than you do today. And some people think because I looked yesterday, I don't have to look today. I want to tell you, what if you lose your life today? Come on, I need to look every day, daily. I need to go back to that labor and I need to wash. I need to see myself afresh. Come on, is something raised up in my mind today that needs to be removed? Am I, have I allowed something today that I haven't allowed in the past? Come on, is there a feeling in my heart today that wasn't there yesterday but that could cause me problems in my future? Come on, God will reveal it to us through his word. After they washed, then they would go back to the brazen altar. Amen. Every day they would go to the laver and then they would go to that altar because the thing that they saw in that laver had to be laid down on the altar. Come on. Then they would go from the, the altar to back to the laver 
and wash again. Amen. I'm leaving it here. And then I'm going into the holy place where I can commune with God. The reason some of us never make it to the holy place is because we refuse to wash. You can't do it without washing. Amen. Uh, If you've gotten to the place in your walk with God where you feel like it's gotten stagnant and cold and you feel like you can't hear the voice of God or you can't see what you used to see, you need to go to that labor. Come on. You need to take a look into the perfect law of liberty. Come on. You, You need to take a look into the word of the Lord again and allow it to begin to order your steps and decide what lives and what dies and decide what you do and what you don't do and where you go and what you where you don't go and what you wear and what you don't wear, what you say and what you don't say and what you think and what you don't think. Come on, there needs to be a cleansing of ourselves in that labor so that we can be pleasing in the eyes of God and until you remove all of that stuff that's laying on the surface, you can't go any further with God. Hear me this morning, you got to allow God's word to be God in your life. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and for him and without him was not anything made that was made. God was, the word was God in the beginning. The word was God now. It's now. It will always be the God. We need the word of God to have superiority and preeminence in our lives. We need to put it back on the throne of our lives. I am who his word says I am. I'll do what his word says to do. If the word says it, I believe it and that settles it. I'm not going to argue with the eternal founded, established word and plan of God. We need to submit ourselves to God. Somebody say submit. I'm laying it down. are some things we need to be cleansed from. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm almost done. We got to remember that everything counts. You know, some things can be stopped before they take root. Some things can be stopped. Some behaviors can be stopped before they play themselves out in your life. How do we, how, how do we make sure that happens? We go to the labor. Come on, we spend time with the Lord. Amen. And those thoughts that you're having in your mind, you bring them before God. Come on. You, you wash them out. You get, get rid of them. How many know that in order to be cleansed, you have to put something in you that washes out what's already there? You keep putting that same old stuff in there, and you're going to have the same old problems. The reason we keep repeating things in our lives is because we keep doing what we have in us. Somebody say, man, that's good preaching. Somebody say, that's good preaching. Amen. In order to cleanse out the old, I got to put something new in there, something more powerful than what's already in there, something that's a cleansing agent. 
that will wash away. That's why we need God's word because it is, it is, it is, it is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword dividing asunder between soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and it is a discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. It is powerful. It'll get right to the point of the poison in your life and it'll give you power to overcome it. Come on. It'll give you power to cleanse it out. Come on. God's word is a cleansing agent. It's more powerful than any negative spirit, any sin, any adultery spirit, any spirit of addiction, it will cleanse you. Somebody say, it'll cleanse me. Some things can be stopped before they happen in your world. You don't have to fall prey to sin before you wash them out. You can catch them. Amen. You can catch them in the laver. Oh, Lord, as you're reading God's word and you're prayerfully reading his word and saying, Lord, show me myself. Show me my own spirit and the things being revealed in your life. And that word begins to cut down into your heart and show you your own heart. Show you what's of him and what's not of him. Show you the motivation of your heart and what you want and your dreams. And then show you his plan for your life. I come to tell you, when the word of God speaks to you through the power of the Holy Ghost. It will rid you from all impurity. It will overcome sin and self-deception in your world. We need a word of God today. We need God's word to have preeminence. We need God's word to have control. Somebody say amen. Amen. I got to replace it with something that God's given me. Somebody say amen. Is everybody okay out there? Amen. I'm cleansing. When you cleanse yourself of the things that you can see, God will cleanse you of the things that you can't see. Think about that. The hold up is there's some things that we're seeing but we're not allowing the Lord to have control over it. Every behavior, hear me saints, every word that comes out of our mouth, every thought, somebody say every thought, it's time for us to examine our lives. It's quiet. Self-examination. Let every man examine himself to see whether he be in the faith. You know, the man standing behind this pulpit is not in control of whether you live or die. He's not in control of whether you are saved or not saved. Come on, the person that's in control, you're looking at in the mirror. Has anybody ever been so down on yourself that you couldn't look yourself in the mirror? Yeah. You know, that's not of God. It's shame. 
You know, shame needs to be washed. There's some of us that have been repentant of our sin, turned our life over to God, been baptized in Jesus' name, even filled with the Holy Ghost, and still can't look yourself in the mirror. Amen. That's not of God. That's shame. Amen. Shame is different than guilt. How many know when God washed your sin away, he took away your guilt? You're not guilty of that anymore. Amen. But you think that because of what you've done and where you've been and the things that you've given yourself to, that you can never, ever be what God wants you to be. That's a lie. That is shame that's saying that. The shame keeps you from ever believing that you're ever going to be what God, you don't deserve it you, you, because of what you've done, because of where you've been, that you don't deserve it. You need to wash that shame away this morning. You need to allow God, pull, bring it before the Lord and say, my pastor told me that this shame was not for me. I've repented of my sin. I've been baptized in his name. I've been filled with his spirit. I'm not carrying around my past anymore. Uh, constantly trying to get you to pay for your past. Guess what? Let me give you a revelation this morning. Your past is already paid for. It's paid for. Come on, you've been washed in the blood of that sinless, spotless lamb. That shame is not of God. You'll never be able to rise above it with until you let God's word be the determining factor. I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, good things, not of evil, to give you an expected end. He wants to raise you up to be powerful, to be anointed, to be confident in a relationship with him and to do works and wonders and to do exploits in these last days. Come on, you may not have deserved the blood of Jesus, but he gave it for us. Come on, we didn't deserve the stripes that he took, but he did it anyway. Who are we to condemn ourselves when God doesn't condemn us? We need to raise up ourselves up in the confidence of the love of God and say, God does love me. God died for me. Come on, he's raised me up, forgiven me of my past. I'm cleansed and I'm free. Somebody say, I am free from my past. Now, most of us just said it because I told you to, but there are people under the sound of my voice that you need to echo that in your spirit. Come on, you need to put God's words in your mind. Get those words of, of condemnation out and judgment out. Come on, get it out of your heart and don't let your heart condemn you. Your heart knows where you've been and what you've done, but God don't see you like that anymore. He sees you cleansed. He sees you overcoming. He sees you better than you were before. Come on, I'm better than I was before. Shame will keep you from washing. Elbow your neighbor and say, it'll stop you from washing. Amen. Because even though the blood of Jesus covered us, we still hold on to who we were because we remember. You know, I heard a guy preaching one time and he said, he said, when you get repentance and you ask God for forgiveness for something, there's a powerful move of God. And, and God forgives you and 
cleanses you from that thing. And then God forgets about it. He casts it, the Bible says, he casts it in the sea of forgetfulness. Never to be remembered against you again. Let me help you this morning. You come back to God with that same sin. Nobody's ever done that. Because you're ashamed of it. You still see it, but God don't. And when I heard this preacher, and he said, when you come back a second time for the same sin, the move of God is not the same. Because you're seeing something that God don't see. Amen. And the devil tries to, tries to tell you, you see, God's not forgiving you for that. No, he's not, because he already has. Come on, it's gone. Yeah, I know, we've, we've done wrong things. We've done things that we don't want people to know about. Come on, we've done things that would shame us in front of our families, in front of our church family, and everybody that we might meet in the future. Yeah, we've done things like that, but the blood of Jesus is greater than our sin. Come on, it's greater than that. He washes us free from all sin. My goodness gracious. We need to lay it down. Come on. We need to lay down self-deprecating behavior. Come on. Any speech that puts yourself down, you need to lay that down. Any negative thought that puts you down and, and tramples you underfoot, you need to stop saying things about yourself that aren't true. If God believes in you, you need to believe in yourself. If God raised you up, you need to get up and move on with your life. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, get up. Come on, move forward. Let it go. Let the love of God cover your heart. Let it cleanse you. Let it cleanse your spirit. Let it cleanse your thoughts. Our minds need to be cleansed. Somebody say, our minds need to be cleansed. I'm not going to get through all these today. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. It's time to clean your thoughts up. Every spiritual battle that you fight is fought in the mind. That's where it's at. That's the, that's the battleground. It's here. It's in the mind. It's not that you don't want to. It's that your thoughts won't allow you. It's time to clean our thoughts up. Every, every battle that we fight is won or lost in our mind. If you're convinced in your mind that something is true and it's a lie, you're defeated. You know, a lie is only a lie to somebody who knows the truth. If, if they don't know that it's a lie, they take it as truth even though it's a lie. Anything that is a lie, we need to, we need to, we need to learn to, to, to sift through our lives and, 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 and determine and discern what's a lie and what's a truth. Amen. There needs to be a cleansing that goes on in our minds. Amen. Every thought, bringing every thought 
He said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. That's the thoughts. And any high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. If it, if it tries to exalt itself over what this says, it's, it's got to be cast out. Amen. And bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. That's not me saying, that's the word of God coming out of me. Amen. That's the Bible. I'm quoting scripture right there. You want to win? You need to win in your mind. Come on, you got to get control of your thought process. You got to get control of what you're allowing to harbor here. Come on, the thoughts that you're you're mulling over in your mind, the thoughts you're thinking about yourself, the thoughts you're thinking about other people, the thoughts you're thinking about your situation, the thoughts you're thinking about your future. You need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You got to lay down your thought and pick up God's thought. Lay down his, your esteem and pick up God's esteem. Lay down what you care about and pick up what God cares about. And as you begin to fall in love with what God loves, God will change the thought process of your mind. Come on, there's victory today for your mind. Come on, you got to begin to rise above every negative thought, every thought of death, every thought of depression. Come on, somebody. Every thought of unforgiveness, every thought of offense, come on, it's time to put your foot down. Amen. That's your mind. Somebody needs to say that this morning. This is my mind. I'm taking it back. Come on, every thought that comes in, I have the right to take it captive. I have the right to say, you don't belong here. You know, every thought that you, we need a revelation. Every thought that we you think does not necessarily come from you. Amen. We think because we thought it, it came from us. No, no, no. Every thought that we think don't necessarily come from us. There are forces at work. Come on. There are things, there are seeds of things trying to be sown in your mind. Because if he can get your mind thinking things are true when there are a lie, then he will destroy the faith in God in your life. He'll destroy your walk with God. He'll destroy your family. He'll destroy your job, your finances, the path that he's prepared for you. If he can get you to believe a lie, we got to bring it into captivity. The moment that thought comes in your mind, you have a right. Somebody say, I have a right. I can decide whether I allow it or whether I take it captive. Amen. You don't belong here. Amen. You don't belong here. Amen. This thought was not from me. That's a thought from the devil. Come on. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to try to pick it apart and, and, and think about it and dream up imaginations in my heart. I'm going to get rid of it. Somebody say get rid of it. If it's contrary to God's word, all you got to do is begin quoting God's word. If you can't quote God's word, you need to find it in the Bible. And you need to read it till you can quote it. 
when Jesus was attacked, how many know he went on a 40-day fast? Man, I've been preaching a long time. I just can't stop. He went on a 40-day fast. Amen. He got baptized by John and Jordan River, and the Bible says the Spirit drove him into the wilderness because there's a wilderness after a salvation experience. Amen. You're going to be tempted. And every temptation that came to him, he said, it is written. Right? That's, that's our defense. If it's been written by the Lord, it's God. The word is God. It has the power of God. It has the anointing of God. Come on. It, it is God. It is laced with God. Amen. And when you begin to quote the scripture, it is written, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that it proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It has power to defeat every temptation, every thought process the enemy tries to sow into your life. It has the power to cleanse it. Somebody say it'll cleanse it. Elbow your neighbor and tell them you need to cleanse your mind. Let me just tell you right now, if you allow it to live in your mind, it will, it will eventually live out through your members. This is the last thing I'm going I'm to give you and then I'm going to quit. You know the body can't do anything without the mind. things that you do with your mind, you don't even know you're doing them. Everything okay? Try, try operating your body without your mind. You know the people that... Uh, <laughs> people that are in the hospital, they're... possible, is it? People that are in a vegetative state, their minds have quit controlling their body. People that have been paralyzed, the connection on the, in their spinal cord between their mind and their body has been severed. Their bodies will no longer respond to their thoughts. The body the body cannot operate without the mind. And let me tell you something. If your mind is in control, your carnal mind, controlled and fueled by our lusts, if it's in control, the body will do what's in the mind. If it's in your mind, hear me, saints. It'll, it, if it's in your mind... Eventually, it's going to be in your actions. If we allow it to live there. You know, adultery don't just happen. It's not just a spur of the moment thing. I don't believe that. I believe it happens first in the mind. Because the body can't do what the mind will not allow. If it's not in your mind, 
it won't have control of your body. Somebody needs to hear me. The reason we're struggling the way that we're struggling is because of the things that we're allowing to live in our minds. We haven't cleansed it properly. We haven't gotten them out. We haven't allowed God to do his work. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. If you're led by the spirit of God, the Bible says you will not fulfill the spirit of God is in control of your mind you will not there's, there will be no struggle with it you will not fulfill what the lusts are in your mind let me, tell, let me tell you where the struggle is at. it's in the mind that's why the fight is for your mind because sin is in your members there's a law of sin in your members it's there it will be there until the day that you die. But whether or not it's activated or not in your life is based on the thought process of your mind. If I continue with the mind that I was born with, the mind that I was abused with, the mind that I fell with, the mind that I lied with, the mind that, that, that I've done all the things that I've done with, if that's not renewed, I will continue to allow the members to have their way because they're fueled by the thoughts of my mind. Come on. That's why he said, if you will be renewed in the spirit of your mind, then you'll be able to tell what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But without the renewing of the mind, all you can think of is what I want, what I want to do, and where I want to go. Come on. But when you're led by the Spirit of God and you cleanse your mind from your own way, all of a sudden you'll start walking a path that you never thought you could walk and having a strength that you never thought that you could have because you're not relying on your own mind or your own thought process, but the Word of God in your life. It's powerful. Amen. It's as simple as this. You can't live for God. Don't let people tell you you can't live for God. Don't let people tell you that you, can, you can't live a sinless life because you can. It's simple. It's as simple as turning the light on. Man, when you come, when you come in this sanctuary, all the lights are out. It's dark outside. It's dark in here. But when you turn that light on, what happens to the darkness? Because it don't have any power over light's what has the power. When, when the light is turned on, the darkness leaves. It don't have any choice. That's why he said when you, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh because when the light is on, come on, when I'm, when, when, when I'm, when I'm thinking God's kind of thoughts and I'm thinking God's word for my life and I'm thinking healing and recovery and restoration, come on, I'm thinking uh, uh, stability, come on, and strength through the word of God. The, the lusts of my flesh have no control over me because my mind is subdued. Stay with me all around the building preach long enough did I wear you out somebody say sanctified if a man therefore purge himself he shall be a vessel unto honor Sanct sanctified excuse me and meat for the master's use. 
and prepared unto every good work. You know, a vessel is not ready to be used of God until it's been sanctified. It has to be sanctified. It's got to be cleansed. It's got to be cleansed without, and it's got to be cleansed within. Somebody say amen. We're waiting on God to do something that I believe that only we can do. When you begin to look in that laver, come on, saints, we need to go to the laver. It's too late of an hour for us to be letting little things slide. God has convicted me so strongly this week because the little things are very, very important. Amen. They will produce something in your life. It's important. If it's going in you and it's not sanctified, it's not a sanctified, but it's entering my life, it has the ability to defile me. I need to sanctify myself. Come on, why don't we lift our hands this morning unto the Lord and say, God, I want to be purged. Lord, I want to be clean before you. God, I want to be used of you, Lord, in this last hour. Come on, I want you to pray to him this morning. I want to be used of you in this last hour, God. Sanctify me, Lord. Sanctify my vessel. Sanctify my family. Sanctify me, God. Sanctify my mind, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord, of every thought, God, that's not like you. God, come on, show me every spot of error, Lord, in my world. Every spot and every wrinkle in any such thing, Lord. I pray, God, that you would reveal it even unto me. In the name of Jesus, come on this morning. Why don't we pray with our hearts? God, help me to get control of my mind. Help me to take authority, Lord, in my mind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I wonder this morning if we could just gather around the front, lift our hands to the Lord, and say, God, I need you to help me. Your act of moving toward the altar is your act of telling the Lord, I want to be cleansed. Come on, I want to be purged. I want to be washed. Lord, I want to see myself as I am. I want to see myself in the mirror of your word, God. Lord, I need it to be cleansed. Lord, show me, God, what I need to do. Teach me, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I reach for you this morning with my whole heart. Come on, go ahead and pray. Come on, let your voice out. Let your voice out. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we believe in verbalizing our prayer. Come on, let your voice speak. Come on, ask and it shall be given. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Reach for the Lord this morning. God, I want to see myself as I am, Lord. Not as I see myself, but as you see me, Lord. God, I pray that it even be revealed unto me. God, the things, Lord, that are destroying my mind. God, help me, make me aware, Lord. Come on. Pray that prayer. Make me 
Jesus. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.